This is Mike Rice, Man U supporter. A drinking game suggestion. Big Sam makes a point. Graham makes it about fucking Arsenal. You're listening to the DU Football Show. <laughs> that is fucking perfect. Oh, my God. I, that, I mean, you have nothing to say, right? I mean, because that is picture perfect. Nah, I'll, I'll let it. I'll tell you later. Well, I mean, you, I'm sure you have a lot to say about Arsenal this week. Yeah, I do. <laughs> Fuckers. <laughs> Let's, Let's start do- the show. Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland. Bred to be a fan of fucking Everton. Punch you in the eye and drink your rye. Sam Houston. Sam Houston? Arsenal fans have another Sam. Right day, yay, the fucking Gooner Graham. Smoke of a lord, but straight in shorts. Sam Graham, hey. Sam Graham. Don't you worry about me, I hit that post. Hello and welcome to the Drunken United <laughs> Football Show, a completely biased recap of the English Premier League, as told by two common American schmucks. I am your host, Sam Houston, and across the way from me, fresh off his little chat with HR, Samuel Graham. Sammy, how you doing? Good, and I have some, actually, you know what, I am going to do this now. <laughs> okay. Fucking Mike Rice is about to get married. Uh-huh. And... To get married in the eyes of the Lord, uh-huh. he chose an atheist to officiate the wedding. That's it, the best thing he could have done. <laughs> best decision ever. I, I don't think on. it is. I, I I know I can. Uh, My run. God wouldn't see that as valid. <laughs> yeah. Your God also say a hail mary and a side of fries, and I do whatever forgiven. fuck I want. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> like the the that's true. The other variations of your religion hold you to a little bit higher standard <laughs> than yours does. We're recording at the DU Public House just outside the nation's capital. You can find us wherever you listen to pods. Uh, Please subscribe, rate, review, and share with a footballing friend. Should you want to chat with us, there is many ways that you can. Mr. Graham, tell the good people how they can get in touch. I absolutely will. Uh, It is at DU Football Show on uh, all social media and DUFootballShow at gmail.com to get in touch via email. Also, if you are so inclined, please like the show on Facebook. You will get an invite to our closed group, Drunker United FC. A group I am um, not a member of at the moment because I got banned by Facebook. Because you're for 24 hours, a hateful, hateful person. Yeah. So, but actually, through the magic of radio, we're recording this on Monday night, as always. And uh, I, I will, when you hear this, be be back in full swing. But I've been banned as a admin by I, Mel. I got I I I get in trouble on Facebook. You know what doesn't happen is I don't get kicked off of Facebook like you did. You flat out got kicked off of Facebook. But if you want to know why Graham got kicked off of Facebook, where can you find that, Graham? Uh, you can find it on Soundcheck, uh, which is just accessible by a measly 5 or $9 donation per month uh, on our Patreon page, www.patreon.com backslash dfootballshow. Um, and you'll also get uh, access to Injury Time, which is our preview show. That's what we call a daytime hooker. Decided to get one in early on, and that's what happened there. So uh, big news. Get this, Sam. Producer Mel. Fucking produced us something. I saw. Yeah, I did. Oh, what, what what did you do for us, Mel? All right, so we now have a t-shirt shop. <laughs> she produced me and you a money pick. Yeah. <laughs> we spent a shitload of money. Yeah. On our own store. <laughs> <laughs> we uh we've got a t-shirt shop. You can find the link to that on our Facebook page, Instagram, Twitter, 
send us a message, send us an email. It's on uh, Teespring. And we've got not only our logo in various different colors and styles for hoodies and mugs and calculators and, I don't know, everything. Mm-hmm. Pillows. We've also got... Graham's favorite saying, hashtag Bants. Yeah, We've I got, got two the of those things Dutch coming. Tulip t-shirt. Mm-hmm. We've got a Seagull t-shirt, a You've Been Burnley t-shirt, a Pro Arsenal Agenda, a Villanista, a DU After Dark. Mm-hmm. Very good. And a Dort Spirect. Dort Spirect got all kinds of fun stuff. Uh, did I think of all of them? And are you sure that it's Teespring, my dear? Uh, oh, it's producer. Teepublic. There we go. Shit. Nicely done. It's because you were asking Pro me earlier, fashion. why didn't you use one and use the other? It doesn't matter. Find the link on our Facebook page, <clears throat> Twitter. Everybody, Hashtag go. Bants. Go to the DU Drip Shack, baby. DU Drip Shack. Pick up your finest, flyest wear. And, uh, That's right. Hoodies, It helps support the show directly. Onesies, baseball t-shirts. You know uh, what I can't wait? What? iPhone cases. I got a hashtag Bants one. Magnets. In a tank. Oh. So when Graham's straight out of sleeves, he's bancing it up, huh? <laughs> And there really is a pillow. We did order a uh, hashtag Bants pillow for the DU Public House studio. That's brilliant. Sam and myself both work in the wine and spirit industry and both have a deep, passionate love for all things distilled spirits. So as the red-blooded Americans we are, we vow to have a drink in our hand throughout this show and every single show. Mr. Graham, the gin binge continues. What are we drinking tonight? So we've got uh, Wiggles Barrel Rested Jennifer, uh, which is a play on the style of Jennifer, mm-hmm. um, which is a traditional just, uh, Dutch barreled aged gin. A barreled aged gin. There's a lot of G's in this. It's making yeah. it very difficult for me to speak. Go get him, killer. <sighs> it is professional. 85- you do this for a living. Eighty-five point six proof. Um, uh, Seven fifties can be found for uh, between uh, forty-nine ninety-nine and fifty-five ninety-nine mm-hmm. uh, on the shelf. And um, basically, a Dutch style gin is cardamom and juniper heavy. Yeah. Uh, and then used whiskey barrels, uh, it's aged in. So yeah. that is the Geneva or Jennifer, um, uh style that you may see out there. Uh, and obviously, the play on words with, with their brand name is Geneva, G I N. Mm-hmm. So yep. it's pretty good. Uh, um, it is delicious. You also used, uh, they make lavender bitters as well. Yes, Wiggle? I threw a little dash of lavender bitters in it as well. And uh, use the Q, which is the brand you sell, actually, for uh, mixers. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Q, just standard tonic. I didn't want to overdo it. Just let the let the gin be the star in this one. Yep. And, and it is. Yeah. And uh, fun fun little distillery based in, um, in Pittsburgh. Uh, they also have a cidery house as well. And I like to kind of uh, compare these guys to, they're the craft beer of making spirits. Uh, very interesting they do lots of experimental stuff they're not afraid to try new things they'll do limited releases all the time right and if you happen to be up in the pittsburgh area absolutely 1000 percent worth your time right over there at the warehouse district right near where uh Permanskis is and everything that that little shopping area yep. it's it's right there right around the corner definitely worth a try they do some fun stuff they made a whiskey from an oatmeal stout before um all kinds of barrel finishes they made a um they did a whiskey that's similar to like a fireball except for all natural flavors and not glycerin you know so it's uh, like cardamom and uh cinnamon and stuff like that and it's like a cinnamon called afterglow so uh, they do a, do a lot of fun stuff a lot of fun stuff like i said very 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 much in the vein of what craft brewers do but as a spirits house awesome um, very excellent. good remember to drink responsibly everybody that's it all right let's get into it kids 
There are five clubs at 2-0. and Three are a little surprising. Who are we kidding? David Moiseola's irons are top of the fucking league. West Ham 4, Leicester 1, Brighton 2, Watford 0, Spurs 1, Wolves 0. Eight goals in two games in that, as well. West Ham's top of the fucking league. It's insane. Uh, we normally put the Monday game as the last game on Oso. That happened because we write our notes ahead of time. We're trying to be prepared. And we record the show right after that first game mm-hmm. ends. That Monday game ends. And I call you and I'm like, oh, we have to reshuffle because this leads. This leads. They Without played, a doubt, it leads. They played it perfectly. Yeah. Uh, I mean, West Ham played it perfectly. They're fucking flying. And oh, now, yeah. now, you know, they did go up one nothing, and then there was the red card to Perez. I don't think Perez. this is yeah. I don't think this is a four to one match if that red card hap doesn't happen. No, but, I would agree. And and it really didn't look like it was much leading up to it but then when you go back to the replay he, I mean his studs were on the guy's calf it was a Pablo Fornals he went in on or somebody I mean, it, it, it was it's a leg, terrible it was a leg breaker oh yeah luckily it didn't break his leg yeah. but it definitely could have Yeah, he had his entire body weight standing on the center mass of uh, of I think it was Pablo Fornals yeah it was uh, Fornals in the, on his leg it was it was a terrible challenge like I said, first glance, it looked like it was nothing. Yeah. It just looked like, oh, they came together, there was a foul, whatever. And then yeah, when you go back you and look at replays. it, you're like... I mean, the replays always look worse, but this was... I mean, it wasn't just the replay that and, presented that. It and was I don't, terrible. And I don't think it was Perez was going in with any, you know, intent. I don't think he was trying. I think he was just out of control and his foot was up. But it doesn't matter if there's intent or not. You tackle like that. It's a fucking red card. Well, I think he it's was not trying, debatable. I, it's a red card. I think he was trying to cut across the player that was running in. Yeah. But the player went to ground and was coming in faster than Paris thought he was. Yeah. So as he tried to get his leg in front of him to get fouled, he ended up just stepping on his leg. Yeah. I mean it was it was terrible. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean and that that changed it going oh, yeah. into the into the um second half um big mess up from uh from uh, Sinyochu, who that did was not have he a only very checked good game. his he only checked his right shoulder, didn't once look over his left shoulder. Mm-hmm. No look pass back to uh, to Casper Schmeichel and Mikel Antonio jumped right on it and had the composure and presence of mind to just wait. Schmeichel was out of the net and then picked out Saido Benrama uh, uh, rushing into the box. And then uh, and then and for now's the first goal was brilliant. Oh yeah, it was a oh, great yeah. a great pass out wide and then a, a lovely. Cross right into through the, the middle, middle and yeah, just and nice then just a touch away. nice little touch to the far side, just a, a glancing hit. It was it was a brilliant opening from West Ham. So two one, um, then uh, Brendy decides to go ahead and go a little more offensive and goes for it. Well, they get rewarded and they get the uh, they get the goal from Tillemans to make it two one, and then it was the Mikel Antonio show. Yep, uh, West Ham's. New record Premier League goal scorer, mm-hmm. uh, forty nine. I think I saw. Is that right? Or forty seven? Forty nine. Forty nine. It was. It was great. And uh, the first goal was just power, just brute force. Just he made Soyuncu look like a schoolboy. Yeah, it was. Hi, hi. My name is Mikel Antonio. I'm a man, <laughs> and you are not. And I'm now going yeah. to turn, and you're going to fall on the ground. Yeah, because I'm going to just make you move. Basically, yeah. yeah. It was, it was, it was excellent hold up play. Um, back to goal stuff, and then um, the second goal. 
with a fantastic touch over the oh, defender. Oh, that little dink right over the that top. Brilliant. And then d- left it just far enough away from him that uh, Schmeichel thought he had a chance at it and was able to stretch, get his studs to it, and put it right past uh, right past him on the ground. It was fantastic. A brace, um, a brace and an assist for uh, for Antonio. Yeah. And and um, <clears throat> let's face it, what do we really like to talk about? with The celebration. Ant- the celebration. <laughs> he said he hasn't really been celebrating much because of VAR. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, and he said he he didn't think it was going to be foul. He knew he wasn't offsides, right? Uh, but he grabbed the he had a cardboard cut out of himself planted mm-hmm. in the stadium as the bubbles are coming up. Yeah, and he picked him up the his likeness. Yeah, and over his head spun him around, spun him around, and then brought him down and kissed him, and then th- discarded it like it was a piece of trash. <laughs> I thought, it was a, I thought he'd like place it down nicely. What movie was it that he said he was doing? Save the Last Dance, yeah, which I the think la- is a, like 20 years it's ago. from 20 years ago, yeah. It's yeah. definitely from 20 years ago. That's a very random reference. Well, it's like Wayne Rooney and Sister Act 2. It's like, why do these footballers like these 20-year-old movies that are... It's a rom-communism. <laughs> <laughs> Here you, Ted Lasso. <laughs> it's just weird. It's just some odd choices. You know, it, you got Big Dunk watches Braveheart on the bus to every yeah. game, and then you got these guys with Sister Act <laughs> Two and fucking Save the Last Dance. <laughs> and then he's talking to Gary Neville and Jamie Carragher in the studio afterwards. Like, did you guys get it? Did you get it? And they were like, No. It's like Save the Last Dance. Like, come on, why didn't you get it? <laughs> Even me and you looked at each other. What the fuck is this dude talking about? His, his interview oh. though, his interview though was quite funny because oh, it was adorable. Because it was fucking he, adorable. They were like, they were like, uh, they they had video of him before the match with the cutout hidden to the side, and he was talking to one of the sideline people about where it was and where he needed it to be. And they were like, oh, so you were thinking about it? He was like, hell yeah, I was. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly what I was thinking about. Yeah. It's all I could think about. I didn't play very well in the first half because it was all I was thinking about. <laughs> Second half, I put in a right proper performance, and of course, I was thinking about being the all-time goal scorer. This is historic, man. Of course, I was. Thinking about it, <laughs> I'm trying to make history. <laughs> it was so uh, and great. then David Moyes afterwards, they said something to him, and he goes, uh, uh, "They were like, what do you think of the celebration?" And David Moyes goes, "It's I'm not really keen on that. <laughs> <laughs> Don't really care for it." And he goes, uh, "But you know, Mikel played well, and you know, he he basically did the old, you know, shut your manager up after what I said to him at halftime." <laughs> and they were like, "Well." Can you tell us what you said? He goes, no, 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 of course not. He said, these are just, you know, conversations that coaches and players have. <laughs> All right. Uh, t- Timmy Howard. Uh, so I said, get your fucking head out of your ass. Stop worrying about the goddamn record our, and go score a goal. Our uh, our friends at the um, at the American Toffee podcast had interviewed Tim Howard one time, and they asked about, you know, uh, Alex Ferguson versus Moyes. And he was like, he goes, Moyes is mean. Like real mean. Like if you mess up, you know you've like, yeah. he's like he's like you know, Fergie could get at you. He goes, but if you played poor with Everton at halftime, oh that was not a halftime talk you wanted to be part of at all. Well that's Glaswegians. Yeah. They're very nice people until you piss them off. And then they're furious. Yeah, because he was great when we met him. He was the nicest guy ever. Awesome. Yeah, very friendly, uh, willing to talk. But uh, overall, the, the interview stole the show for me. It was, oh, I mean, yeah. better was than fabulous. even the highlights. It was, it, was fan- it was fantastic. And they asked him, what you know, what can you 
you know, what are your achievements, your your goals for this season? What do you think you can achieve? And he was like, well, you know, I, I'm top of the goal scoring charts right now. And, um, you know, I just got to put enough distance between me and the other guys so they can't catch me. <laughs> like brilliant this dude is adorable yeah it's great you're like oh, this is good this is really good but it's it in fantastic. my veins yeah. right right in the old veins the, right there the, more I, his interviews the next goal i want him to get out the uh the snowman costume from the time he crashed his car oh remember he's done the worm on the ground which looked more like he was just humping the ground <laughs> yeah. he's done the pony i mean it's just it's fantastic <laughs> I love it. He's just and having so, a great time. Um, can the Hammers keep this up, man? They're, wow, what a great start for them. So I heard the guys on the desk talking about it, and it's absolutely true. We've said this time and time again. Don't understand why managers come into a team and say, this is the way I like to play. This is how we're going to do it. David Moyes has come into the team and gone, what system suits you guys? Let's do... <laughs> Let's play to our strengths. What suits mm -hmm. you all? They have some speed. They have a little bit of panache on the wings and mm -hmm. Bowen. Um, they have some real steel in the middle oh, yeah. with Suchek and Rice. So they're Fantastic safe. Middle of so the they field. can let those wingers roam and run. And they've got an absolute bull up front in Mikel Antonio. Mm -hmm. So he soaks up pressure for a bit, uses that speed, hits people on the counter. And he's got a, a a proper finisher now in in Antonio to, to yeah. finish those moves off. They also, you know, Declan Rice is getting his passing range is improving, um, and and they're actually able to break teams down a little bit here and there as well. Mm -hmm. It's they're they're dangerous, man. If 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 they can stay fit, because they're still not the deepest team in the world, and they right. haven't signed many people. Yeah. If they can stay fit, they're going to be a force to be reckoned with this season. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, going into the next one, um, Seagulls, two and fucking oh, baby. I I granted it's it's Burnley and it's Watford, and it, those are games you're supposed to win, but, I mean. They did, and four goals in two games. In my way downtown, walking fast, I'm a Seagull. Go fuck yourself. Do, 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 do. I mean, do you remember last season? They had four games in a row. I think one was a 1-0 win. Mm -hmm. Two of them were 1-1 draws. And one was a 2-1 loss. It's like, And they had chances. Yeah. And we said it a few times. If they could score the second fucking goal, they'd be a hell of a lot better off than they were. Yep. If they could close a game out, just score that second goal to kill it. Give yourself some breathing room. Yeah. Because I think two of the, the two draws, I think, were late equalizers. Yeah. Yeah. And the, I mean, the, there was, the one one was, the was a late, thing. or the the two one loss was a late winner. It's like you got to get that second goal, and they just couldn't. All of a sudden, two played, two goals in each game. Well, the, I I have this as the third point, but might as well talk about it now. Um, they bring back Shane Duffy, um, because really, ultimately, the reason why they loaned out Duffy in the first place is they couldn't necessarily afford the wages on the books, right? Right. So they sell White. They can now afford Duffy. So it's dunk duffy and webster in the back pretty formidable back three huge. that's a decent little back three sanchez has turned into a heck of a goalie and that may be what ultimately fixes things for brighton as a whole is the fact that they kind of fixed the defense a little bit absolutely i mean that <clears throat> only three shots on target against watford isn't anything to write home about really right. um but watford themselves only managed one shot on target 
Uh, overall shots were 13 to 10. I mean, they they everyone kind of lacked the necessary quality, right? Mm-hmm. But Brighton had the composure and the ruthlessness to score on two of those three shots. Well, also horrible mistake by Watford. I oh, mean, they made a fair bunch of mistakes well. where I mean, uh, Cleverly's not the quickest guy on the pitch. I mean, he's a he's an old veteran. He knows what he's doing in the middle of the field, but your center back trying to pass a ball in the middle of the field huge mistake Absolutely. and that's you know led to Mopay's goal yep. uh, Mopay now two for two Fuck um <clears throat> yeah I don't like him um but you know what I, it feels like Brighton might be getting the pieces that they need and again for for Watford you're you're happy you got the first win you would have fancied probably trying to get a point in this but you know you walk away from it learning something yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And I mean, just dillying on the ball with that kind of a pass. Eves Basuma works harder than anybody else in the middle of the midfield. Oh yeah. Uh, we said the same thing. Decore is a very similar player to Eves Basuma. Um, two players that I wanted for Arsenal, by yeah. the way, because we suck. Uh, <laughs> which we'll come on to in the what second. Was, segment. Was that? Say that a little louder. We suck. Okay. Very good. Uh, the um, but uh, have Watford not learned anything from? Last time they were in the Premier League a season ago? Uh, maybe not. You cannot make those mistakes at this level. Harry Maguire found out. <laughs> you can't Absolutely. make that. You will get found out. You will get uh, be made to pay for it, you know? It is, I don't know. Um, and then just a piss poor from Watford, Emmanuel Dennis, how he couldn't check his run there at the end. Mm-hmm. Just you're looking across the fucking line, mate. You can see your offsides. You can what are see you your doing? offsides. Yeah. What are you doing? You have to be able to check that run. Yeah. It's so stupid. Oh. Um, but yeah, and that was their really last chance of the game. And he put the ball in the back of the net, but he was rightly flagged for offside. And it's that kind of stuff that just makes you hang your head. Like, what are you? What are you actually doing out there? Right. You know. And it, it just, that's so easy to deflate the rest of the team when, when shit like that happens. And that was, again, their last real chance on 66 minutes. Right. There's still a half hour to play. Yeah. Going back to uh, Brighton one last time here. If Brighton can keep doing that, keep holding on to wins, keep getting results like this, and, and they'll finally have, I mean, not to downplay their first two, uh, their matches, but now they host Everton next. So they host a team that's going to put some attack to them right and how are they going to handle that but if they keep doing what they're doing you can put them right up in there with those mid-table teams they're just they've got they've got just as much talent as the rest of them absolutely um 100 uh moving on to the final match and it's uh, not their fault you can only play what's put in front of you precisely absolutely you know and they've played two teams they should beat and they beat them last season these would have been draws absolutely and now they're putting the points on the board and now we'll see what the real test. We'll see if they've actually progressed mm-hmm. when they face a team that's supposed to be better than them. Why they're in the first segment is precisely because of that. Exactly. Because they're wins, not draws. Correct. That's the big thing. Spurs and their college art school kits, as I like to call them, get a gutsy win in Nuno's return to the Molyneux. He basically had our dominatory already to thank for that. Jesus. P- piss poor fucking finishing. He he makes all these great moves. There was probably five, six times where his moves get into the box and create opportunities, and they're just not going in the back of the net. Nothing. I mean, Wolves haven't scored yet this season, and they. it's not like they haven't had chances. In both of these games, they played Leicester, they played Tottenham. Two very tough teams, and they played them better. They should have beaten that, both of those teams. Absolutely. Put the ball in the net, they win. 
Uh, Harry Kane did feature for the last 20 minutes as well. Mm-hmm. We'll see if he's leaving or not. I think that's just to say, hey, look, City, he's healthy. Go ahead and buy him. Right, yeah, no <laughs> shit. Uh, Spurs did have on their Banksy shirts, as you already mm-hmm. rightly pointed out, or their Jackson Pollock shirts. I just, uh, Jesus. They were terrible. <laughs> Adama Traore, just to quickly highlight it again, he had a shot at one point that went out for a throw-in. I don't know if you saw that. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then, and then he, um, the one right at the end of the match. In the ninth, in the ninth minute of the, uh, of the game, Deli Alley won a penalty, then hit, a, uh, scored, mm-hmm. which was the the one nil. Uh, and then these two professional teams played out the rest of the ninety minutes. Yeah, there was there was a good actually there was a right near the end of the match there was a little sequence where Spurs had a shot from outside that Saw made the save on and then made a point blank save on the rebound that was that was decent well i don't remember it so the highlight package person for nbc needs to do a little bit better of a job (laughs) i I don't recall that happening (laughs) uh wolves gotta get it together quickly they need to start scoring goals this is you see the fingerprints of what bruno lodge wants to do Mm mm-hmm and it's there and the players are there uh trincore uh who's on the opposite side looked very lively Mm -hmm. but if you're not fucking scoring you're not gonna fucking win you can't it's impossible literally impossible let's turn our attention to our clubs one lost one won and one drew chelsea two arsenal nil his face already (laughs) dropped villa two newcastle nil everton two leads two uh so sammy did you see the video that rob what's going po- on in your world <laughs> did you see the video rob posted is it the one with the guy in the car no me oh yes at yes. the pub that he was just he was gonna video like who was there kind yeah. of thing like just the, oh look where i'm at but he arsenal did something shit after a nice build-up and i was keen on it and he caught me and then just stayed with me yeah Just stay, he stayed with me because he caught me doing something funny. Right. And it was just being, I was being very sad and just kind of shaking my head, looking down, uh, scratching my head, like in disbelief. Just, <laughs> it's a very funny video. Yeah. We, we were completely outplayed. They were better than us in every single position. Leno did make a, a couple of really good saves, which he, he kind of fluffed a few at Brentford. Uh, mm-hmm. So that was encouraging. We had a, a couple of nice pieces of buildup, and then the final ball was absolute trash. What I wrote was... Very sh- rarely did we beat the first defender on a cross. I don't think you looked bad, more so lost. Yeah, I mean, that's, like, that's a, a You looked a just kind of lost. That's a good word, I guess. We, um... <clears throat> It's going to be a long old slog if if we keep getting these injuries and we we can't play a run of games with our first eleven. Uh, Aubameyang um, got on the pitch, which he is did. Huge. Finally tested negative, so yeah. he's on. Uh, Lacazette was still testing positive, mm-hmm. and Ben White wasn't there because he tested positive. Ugh. So I don't know what assholes walking around the training ground with COVID, but he needs to stop. Yeah. Stop! Stop licking players. Yeah. Fuck. Ugh. So it, it's tough, man. It's. I am trying as hard as I can to trust the process. 
as they're they're everyone's saying to do. I don't mm-hmm. think it's necessarily Mikel Arteta's fault because we show glimpses of being decent again. Some great young talent on that and team. They've lowered the age profile of the mm-hmm. squad, which is huge because we were getting uh getting up there in in terms of overall age. I love but, the fact that Smith Rowe's on the pitch constantly. He needs to be on the pitch constantly. It's going to be a star. Yeah. But, but he, there's going to be growing pains. Yes. Yeah. So we it's it's hard because it's painful to watch. It's <clears throat> somewhat embarrassing sometimes. It gives a lot of your rivals who are all thriving at the moment um, reason to laugh at you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and especially the 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 three that you used to compete for titles with all the time. Yeah. Are all really good and all have a shot at the title right now. Yeah. And then your crosstown rivals are like, eh. Things are going a little wonky here, but at least we're two and zero. And fuck, you know, at least we're not Arsenal. Like, yeah, that's seriously that's what the Spurs are probably saying right now. Exactly, it's you know it makes up for their shit uh, kits that they have. The um, so I I don't know, dude. It, it's it's gonna be. Let's pass it, this little shot of Malord on over to Sam. It's, and it's fucking painful to watch, but you have to try to trust the process. I'm mm-hmm. I'm. I'm angry about it. It's annoying. It sucks. We should not be in this position. Um, I miss my team challenging for things, but that is the reality when you have a shitty owner that won't reinvest into the team. And say it. Say it. Say mid-table problems. Say it. You know you're living with it. Here's the mid-table problems. Yes! <laughs> Even though you're currently one spot out of the relegation zone. We won't be for long. Don't worry okay. about it. All right. That tastes like 19th place. Ugh. Oh. <laughs> Ugh's sake. Um, now, now to Chelsea. Um, Lukaku is clearly the piece they needed. Um, <laughs> amazing what happens when you put the ball into the six and you have a proper number nine that puts the ball where, Sam? In the back of the net. Wow. On target. <laughs> how about that? Doesn't matter how it goes in, he gets it in the net. Doesn't yep. put it in row Z or out for a throw-in like old Timo likes to do. When Timo Werner got subbed on, mm-hmm. the pub was like, yeah, one less player that could score against us. <laughs> <laughs> um, Gotta say, Chelsea are really fucking good. I mean, really good. They are. And, and it sucks. Co- and couple that with the fact they might be the deepest club in the league right now. Absolutely. You know, I mean, I think there could be some shakiness overall with the defense, maybe, if you if you just want to try to find some weakness. But middle of the field and up top, fuck, they're loaded. They are. They're loaded. I mean, they're abs- they're, they are way more loaded. Even if City gets Kane, they're more loaded than City. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Overall, yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. And and they're in the do they're in the great position. They're the hunter. Mm-hmm. They're not the hunted. Exactly. They're, they d- no one expects them to win the league. So why won't they just go win the fucking league? Exactly. And they've got a, a good good manager, a a, a, a brutal tactician in, in <laughs> Thomas Tuchel, and they look well drilled. They do. It's a scary scary thing. You know what else I laughed about? That perfectly sums up Arsenal first home game in over a year with fans, right? Mm-hmm. With full capacity crowd. First time everyone's there. Players boot off at halftime. Hey, the last the last time they played at home, we were there. That's right. 
And it was, I fell asleep because it was so boring. We, we West Ham one one or one nil. I mean, one nil. It was the most boring. It was the worst. Mesut Ozil scored. It was so bad. Ugh. I mean, I loved being at the match. I loved getting to go to that ground and then hanging out at the pub afterwards. That was, but God, that match was a waste of time. It was one of the worst soccer games I've ever seen in my life. It was one was of the like, worst football. Thank, thank God I'm jet lagging and falling asleep because I really don't want this. Terrible. Is bad. Yeah, it was horrible. But they so boot off at halftime, right? Mm-hmm. First time back, year mm-hmm. and a half. Boo. Uh, so that happened, and that basically sums up where we are. Uh, Chelsea's fans are racist. Leeds and Millwall fight everyone else mm-hmm. and piss people off. Manchester United uh, tends to fight a frequent amount and and sometimes tears up their own city. Liverpool supporters take uh, historic monuments and paint them in their mm-hmm. own town. Yep. There all of these sorts of things happen. <laughs> Arsenal fans don't do shit. We don't get ratted on, ragged on for anything. People love welcoming us to their country. We do we're the nicest group of people, except to our own fucking team. <laughs> Everybody else are cunts to the outside world. We're cunts internally. Does- we take the only opportunity, the rav- most ravenous we get is when we're in that stadium. Yelling at our eleven players. <laughs> Does Gunnarsaurus need a hug? Maybe. <laughs> uh, now apparently, there's six people playing the role of Gunnarsaurus. They're rotating, rotating because it was just like Ray Parler's father-in-law or some shit, and um, not anymore. So okay. there is a rotating Gunnarsaurus. Yeah. Somebody else wears the costume every so often. Maybe he just decided he wanted to retire after Arsenal made him redundant. I mean, it's no Cyril the Swan, but it's still pretty fucking good. Yeah. Maybe maybe, maybe what needs to happen, Gunnersaurus needs to go, like, rip a head off another mascot and start well, a fight. So we need to, he's very cartoony, mm-hmm. right? Like, more so than most mascots. He's very, he looks like Barney, but green. And that's, it doesn't, it doesn't strike fear in the hearts of anyone. You know, it does strike fear in the hearts of other people. Playing Chelsea now? Danny Ings with a fucking uh, bicycle. Look at you. Fuck me, what a goal. Look at Jesus. you with the transition. Uh, Ming, Jesus, what a goal. Mings to Ings. Mm. That was awesome. That was sexy, that goal. I mean, it, yeah, was, it was. Woo. Off a long throw from Matty Cash. You can't get much sexier than that. Nope. That was awesome. Cash. Are you going to say anything about I your mean, team there? I mean, <laughs> sorry, I was fixing something. Uh, yeah, uh, I mean, I say the same thing I say every week. Uh, that uh, is pure proof that Villa fucks. I mean, it was, it yeah. was great. I what mean, a flick. The Well, it, it's, it was what? Her crush, Cash, right? The oh, Charlie Hunnam lookalike. Who I thought it, had hurt his ankle and the, I was crying a little bit earlier. Who gives it to the abs in Mings. Oh, who Mings shit. puts it across to the new to the, signing To the tatted Ings. up bad boy. <laughs> yep. yeah. The 30 year old. I mean, 28 year old. I'm sorry, Danny. I won't make those jokes anymore. Yeah. Well, you know what? It's it's works out perfectly right now because Watkins does happen to be hurt. Right. Now, imagine if they decide to go to a two striker. Uh, they will. With, I with think they absolutely Ings, will. Ings and Watkins. I mean, look, but look how Whoa. look how well Danny Ings played with Che Adams when they went to that system at Southampton. Mm-hmm. I mean, both of them I think can play in that way. Yeah, absolutely. Now, now the uh, the the other big 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 key in this Villa game for them, 
Douglas Lee's back on the pitch. Yes. Yeah. He, he it's huge what a difference he makes. It really is for silky them. smooth operator. Yep. Just holds things down. Absolutely. Can we talk about the negative of the game? You want to talk about your boy? I mean, Elgato came with some big dick energy, and I think his big dick energy has gone to his head, and he's getting a little cocksure. Yeah. Got, oh, well, got when it. he kicked the fuck out of Callum Wilson? Is that what you're <laughs> talking about? We like to call oh, that like- pulling a Pickford. Hold on, hold on, everybody. <laughs> Moment of silence for the Dutch tulip. Thank you. Okay, continue. See, this is what proper Britishness is. Callum <laughs> Wilson stood the fuck up, protested for the penalty, and then played on. Yeah. He didn't sit out for a season and a half and need surgery. <laughs> <laughs> fucking, fucking pussy. <laughs> and this is why we have an HR department now. <laughs> so, it was... I was like, what are you doing coming out so hot? And then just clobbering the dude. And the ball and wasn't even, then wasn't even offsides. I mean, fortunate offsides. And then was having words with him. And Elgato like rolled his eyes. And I'm like, who the <laughs> fuck is this dude? That was not yeah. like the sweet, effective <laughs> goalie we had last season. It was clearly a red card. Yeah. There's cle- <laughs> Hopes I mean, he's here one time and wins a cup in his offseason and comes back just with big <laughs> swinging balls. Yeah, it's sometimes maybe having a little too much gumption, not I'm- necessarily <laughs> a good thing. And especially for a keeper, one of the things you have to remember as a keeper, need to be a little humbled because if they score... You got beat, <laughs> like you gotta. Uh, I am. He got the shutout though. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, luckily, <laughs> should have gotten a red card and a penalty. I'm going to plea to Taylor right now. Okay. Mm-hmm. To please set the clip of Emmy Martinez absolutely leveling Callum Wilson to Miley Cyrus's "I Came in Like a Wrecking Ball," please. <laughs> and <laughs> right as his. I guess upper thigh makes contact with Callum Wilson's neck. <laughs> I wanted to be the <laughs> wrecking ball, like the, <laughs> right when the beat drops. Yeah. Heard, got it. <laughs> and then you got to time that out. And then please. you can cut that out, like at the end of that, just uh, him humping the air. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> not not horrific from uh, not perfect. horrific from Newcastle, but they find themselves zero and two. But the only thing that matters I think is it's unlucky. Uh, yeah, yeah, I've got uh, Callum Wilson should have put them ahead in this game. Oh, in the yeah. first five minutes, in the oh, first five yeah. minutes, he was cleaning on goal by himself uh, and and fluffed his lines. Yep. Um, put it at a very comfortable height for Emmy Martinez to get to. So that could have worked out very differently as well. If if Newcastle goes up one nil, Villa starts to get a little tense. Yeah, things could be totally different the rest of the game, especially because you saw that the week before with Watford absolutely getting that quick quick two goal lead and yep. then making it a three goal lead. Villa were on their heels. So. Absolutely. I mean, they, they ultimately did try to come back and did show some gumption, but, and I I think they have more quality than Newcastle do, uh, <clears throat> uh, uh, player for player, but, and I, there's no doubt in my mind they would have come back in this game, but the the point is, is, is you don't know that. Right. When you have the chance to put a team under pressure, you need to take that chance. And, Absolutely. And Newcastle did not. Well, I'd like to tell you why that didn't work out, because uh, Brucey, um, this is the most important thing, his quote after the match. Uh, we trained all week in dry conditions, and today at Phillip Park, uh, the rain was very wet. Newsflash, rain is wet, which we did not prepare for. You live in England, mate. <laughs> no, 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 no but, but he trained in dry conditions all week. So we weren't ready for it to be wet. For it to be wet. To which I say, honey, you were coming to Villa Park. You should have expected it to be wet. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that, Mel? Because Villa Fox. <laughs> yeah.
The I, I mean, that I might be the show title. <laughs> I just don't oh, get it. Don't you come to Villa Park, you should prepare for it to be wet. <laughs> I just don't get it. And they, they train in Newcastle. Uh, again, I'd like to say, we trained all week in dry conditions. And today at Villa Park, the rain was very wet. <laughs> which we didn't prepare for. That's like what Carly said a couple weeks ago. <laughs> I mean, that's that's about as cloppy as you can get right there. We were on the way home from the beach, and I asked Carly where uh, where she would like to be homeless at. She had to be homeless. Mm-hmm. She was like, Miami. I said, great choice. I choose a southern beach town as well. It's warm most of the time. And she goes, yeah, you know, because it's, <laughs> it's really hard to get warm once you're cold. And I was like, how did you ever become homeless with dropping knowledge like that, Socrates? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Sign her, give her a fucking fellowship. <laughs> it's philosophy like that that should get you tenure in, in, a, in a university. <laughs> no shit. It's Jesus Christ. All right. Fin- rain is wet. Fuck off. Uh, finishing off. That's, uh, that's his attempt at being Jose Mourinho. You know that, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. In Portugal, we say bread is bread and cheese is cheese. Rain is wet. Rain is wet. <laughs> rain is wet. As as we say in Northeast uh, England, <laughs> rain, rain is, is wet. wet. Yeah, <laughs> but that's the other thing. We trained for dry conditions. It's not like you're going to the World Cup of Qatar next year, right? You need to train in dry conditions for that and really hot conditions for that. Mm-hmm. You need to turn the heat all the way up in the indoor training field to be prepared, right? You live in fucking England, mate. It rains all of the, famously rains all of the time. You live in one of the rainiest parts of the rainy country. How yeah. are you not prepared to play in rain? <laughs> Most of your squad is British. I could see maybe the Frenchman or the, the Chilean, even. Mm-hmm. Paraguayan. Uh, or Paraguayan. Um, and, uh, and, um, Almiron. Almiron, thank you. Not being ready for that, but he's been there for two years now, so I think yeah. he's kind of used to it. Yeah, kind of used to it. What a fucking knob. All right, <laughs> so let's uh, finish up this part. Uh, Everton leads. Entertaining as fuck game. I it mean, was. End they, to end stuff. They have now played each other three times. All three games have been fucking gold. Yeah. I mean, they've been really great games. Uh, Everton give away the give away the lead twice. Yeah, they did. I mean, a lot of that I think had to do with Ellen Road being yeah. absolutely bonkers. Well, did and, you see when their first goal went in? I mean, just the absolute bedlam behind the, oh, yeah. behind the net. It was oh, insane. Flares, flares going off. People falling over on top of other. It was brilliant. Mickey, Mick, Mickey, fucking Keen, fucking it off for the second week in a row. Yeah, huge mistake. And then doesn't track back, which then leaves Bamford over open the pass to click. Um, the first goal though. Um, it's a great little pass. Yeah, first goal. Uh, do you think it was a penalty? Do I think it was a penalty? I think Dom sold it, um, but I don't know. But if the ref is going to go look at a was screen, this the, was this the shirt pull? Yeah, that's it. Oh, definite penalty. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, so, I, was, I confused it with a different game. So it was. This was a definite penalty. It was. It looks soft, but then the minute you go to that screen and you see a handful of jersey, I mean, Dom sold it. Dom definitely sold well, it. He had to because yeah. the ref wasn't going to call it. Right. But he had his neck hole being stretched out. I mean, it was beyond... I saw his shoulder. Yeah. So you make the ref make that call, he's going to have to call it a penalty. Absolutely. Don't, like, I was... And I don't uh, don't understand what, um... uh, Was it... Stuart Dallas who grabbed him. No, it was their captain. Not Stuart Dallas. Liam Cooper. Yeah. What was he complaining about? Yeah, it's Grand (laughs) Jersey. Well, did he... he, I think he was saying that, that DCL actually had some of his shirt. 
that he's going forward you're pulling him back it's gonna be a penalty yeah it's gonna be a penalty it's just it's gonna be it was it was terrible and it, but he had to sell it i mean it, it's the age-old thing like it, sure yes it was a quote-unquote dive because he didn't need to go down but if you don't go down the referees aren't going to call it so right. you need to draw attention to it a uh, great penalty take from was, dom is fantastic like hey everybody that's how you take a fucking penalty Damari Gray was awesome. Five, five steps back. and Oh, Damari Gray, man of the match. Awobi was awesome in this game. <clears throat> and Damari Gray, I thought, was older than he is. He's only 25. Yeah. Same Oops. as Deli Alley is only 25, by the way. For a hunt, for $1.75 million, that could turn out to be a steal if he keeps, oh, yeah. he keeps up with this intensity and playing and something to prove. Uh, it, uh, it, was, it was a very even match. Obviously... Leeds contained most of the possession, but that's to be expected, especially with that crowd. I'm not sure if you saw, there's obviously we've put it up on our closed group, the woman flicking off Dominic Calvert-Lewin as he's jumping up in the air holding his jersey. Dom posted that on his Instagram, by the way. He was like, great to be back at Ellen Road with the woman in the background. (laughs) Little old lady. She encapsulates exactly why Leeds fans love Leeds. And why the rest of the fucking world hates Leeds. Yeah, no shit. It's like, oh, look at the sweet granny. She's flicking off a guy. <laughs> Fuck you, granny. Yeah, like. no shit. Damari Gray with a great goal, obviously. Yeah. Uh, was, uh, what I wanted to mention briefly as well was Calvin Phillips and how much he means to that midfield. Oh, it's relief. everything. It's Without everything. Without him, you saw what happened last week, obviously, at Old Trafford, getting trounced. I think Everton would have put four on him. 100%. If, if and, he wasn't out there. Even still, you probably could have. Um, um, what was it? We, the, the we could have gone up three to one on him. Yeah, and you needed to. But Meslier kept the minute. And yep. those saves obviously proved to be really important. Rafinha's goal was oh fantastic. If it wasn't for Ings' goal, this is the goal of the weekend. Absolutely, it was Jesus, a brilliant what a fucking strike. strike! Brilliant strike! Like six six inches off the ground, just curved right into the back. I mean, there's nothing, hit nothing first, at all. Hit it first time, oh, it was gorgeous. I, if anything, blame the defense for not clearing the corner very well. Yeah, but it was gorgeous. It was absolutely gorgeous. There's nothing there you could be mad at. And for for both of these clubs. It's a result. I mean, if you're Leeds, you probably want to win because you're at home. If you're Everton, you're happy with the point, it's especially considering first game in 17 years that uh, that the uh, fans are in Ellen Road for a fucking Premier League match. You knew they were going to be insane. So, and I told you last week on on injury time, I was like, look, we get a tie. I think I even said a two-two draw. Like this this game's going to have goals and this game's going to be crazy. And wow, did it fucking deliver? It was a yeah, great match absolutely. again. Absolutely. Rounding out the rest of the league, and oh, so that happened. Man City 5, Norwich nil, Brentford nil, Palace nil, Man U 1, Southampton 1, Liverpool 2, Burnley nil. Um, We kind of called this one, didn't we? Yeah. We said four or five goals. At least, <clears throat> yeah. It was, it was really, I mean, the, the first thing I wrote no down fault, was... It's no fault of Norwich. Just who didn't s- see this coming. Sorry, you're just the sorry saps that had to play City after they lost their first match. Now, I would say, though, that Norwich can... Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, City can't be too chuffed with themselves mm-hmm. because they didn't actually win the game. Norwich lost the game, literally. The yeah. winner was scored by their own goalkeeper. Yeah, that's true. Own goal for the first goal. <laughs> Yeah, Norwich lost, and then and then the second goal. All City was, did was put the icing on the cake. And the second goal was, 
oops, did I do that? From Jack Grealish as it went into the back of the net. Yeah. <laughs> Who? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he, yeah, he knew nothing about that either. He was yeah. just like, celebrated Whoa, it like it was totally on purpose. Well, well, it is Dick, and Jack knows how to fuck. So Jack was like, oh, ah, yeah. Well, that's true. He didn't the old, just. The old Willy got it done. <laughs> he didn't transfer to, to Manchester City and forget how to bone. That's, <laughs> that's true. But, I mean, it's. The city almost had exactly two thirds of the ball. Norwich didn't even register a shot on target, and they just had one shot in general that came in the seventy seventh minute. Hmm. So it's gonna have to be better than that. All all the scoring, all the scoring got shared to the wealth. Yes, Every, you it, know. it was Tim Krul, obviously, and then Grealish, Laporte, Sterling, and Mares getting the others. <coughs> That's what you want. Yep. You know, if if you don't have yeah, a... But none of them... I mean, the Sterling goal, I guess you could say, is a pretty decent team goal. Gabby Jesus with a, a great cross, mm-hmm. great pass yeah, uh, but, for a tap-in. But, but at the same time, it's like none of the goals were spectacular. It but was, that's City. City, everything's a tap-in. We know this. That's true. That's this fair. This is what City does. Like, yeah. they score all the goals there. They're, they're inside the six tap-ins. So we, we shouldn't be surprised that that's how they win a game, you know? I feel you. Yeah, I agree. You know, off of the, the slightest mistake that the other team makes, you know? Uh, it, City, we expect them to do it. Move on. Um, did Palace need this result more than Brentford? Yes, uh, because it proves that they can do something. Um, I still think they have a long way to go, but you can see that they're trying to implement something that Patrick Vieira is trying to teach. They played totally differently from the first week, and they had more desire, they had more effort in the team, and uh, uh, Connor Gallagher was excellent, I thought. That's exactly where I was about to go. He was. I loved him as the loan at uh, West Brom. He was fabulous in this match. Energetic, uh, passing range was on point. He it smashed the post and crossbar in the same shot. Uh, honestly, um, it's it was what, unlucky from him, obviously. It's, but. it's honestly exactly when you talk about the youth movement, right, what Palace is changing to, that is exactly the guy they need. Absolutely, 100%. And, you know, unfortunately... Is he just on loan? Or they, yeah, he's on loan. Okay. But, but honestly, by Chelsea. Right, but I don't see, like, Gallagher's one of those kind of guys, he's never going to play for his parent club. Yeah. He never is. So hopefully this is an opportunity to to buy at a fairly cheap price cuz I'd spend 15 to 20 on him in a heartbeat. Absolutely. Like and he's perfect for what they're trying to become and especially imagine what it'll be like when they do get as a back. Yeah. Like how much that like Well it, it'll help big time. I mean just just here uh, looking at some of these statistics, you had 21 total shots between the two teams, just 5 on target. Mm-hmm. It's like you got to do a little bit better than that. Yeah. There's got to be some sort of consistency. And, you know, if you're a striker that needs six, seven chances to finish, like Alvaro Morata, for instance, we were making fun of during the Euros over right. the summer. If you need four or five, you got to be able to create those chances too. Yeah. And 21 shots with only getting a couple on target between the two teams, it's like, guys, it's just not going to do the business here. Yeah. Uh, both keepers made a couple of saves as well. I mean, it was it was an entertaining nil-nil. It really was. And for Brentford, hey, it's a point. Any point counts. That's all, right? For for Brentford, Absolutely. get the points when you can. My point That's is, all that is that if either of you, which both of their ambition is to just stay in the division, mm-hmm. and if they continue to play like this in microcosm, this game, if they play like this for the rest of the season, there's a good chance that they may not stay in the league. Okay, fair enough. It was they they need to be a bit more ruthless. They need to be a bit more creative, and they just weren't. They're gonna get found out if that's yep. the case. Um, gives me great pleasure to say the next statement. 
Hold on, Man U fans. You can't put the crown on fucking yet. Yeah, good. <laughs> they Fuck's were pretty sake. boisterous last week after that Leeds game, weren't they? Yeah. Pretty quiet this week. Absolutely. Haven't heard much from I, any of them. I norm- last week, I got phone calls the day of the game. Like, hey, how good do we look? Didn't get those calls this week. No. Didn't get those calls week at all. Uh, because they should have lost 2-1 to one and really should have lost 2-0 because Mason Greenwood's goal was crap. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a, a terrible, terrible goal. I thought McCarthy should have done a lot better with it. Uh, I, I understand <laughs> he probably saw it late. Um, but Che Adams had a great strike to start the game off. Oh, uh, great Manchester goal. United dictated a lot of the play. Uh, That's to be expected, though. But Southampton did counterattack well. And um, what's the new guy's name? Adam Armstrong. Yeah. Um, should have two should have scored two. At, le- at least one. I I thought of the the one late on that De Gea. It was a good save, but um, he should have he done had the header. With that. He had the header that he had, he was open on the back post. Yeah. He ended up just putting it down on the ground right in front of him, and it even went backwards. Yeah, but they you're right. Manchester United uh, um, likes to get carried away. I mean, that's just that's how it goes. I mean, that's you know, we I, got an apology from Ray, so that was nice. Now I do I do think while I'm I still. Have concerns. Too bad I'm banned from Facebook and can't see it. <clears throat> Heard. I do. I still have concerns about <laughs> Southampton as a whole, but what I do not have a concern about is Ings moving on. Che Adams is ready to take over that role. Absolutely. He's going to score goals. He's going to get assists. He's going to be the point man. He's going to be the talisman. He is going to carry that team. And I think he'll he thrive has, in that. Yeah. He. You look at you look at the way he's played so far in these first two matches. Even though they were a loss and a draw, and you go. That's the pieces. That's yep. that's why you got that guy. He's he's not intimidated by the Premier League anymore. He's ready to fucking play. And I think I think he's a double digit scorer and I think he's going to thrive. Does Southampton thrive with him? I don't know. But I think he is gonna be just fucking fine. Yeah, I would tend to agree with that. <clears throat> now, going on to the last one, I, I just piggyback off of what we said last week. Another shutout. Mane gets a goal. So now all four of their big guys up top have scored. They've already gotten off the mark, yep. Exactly what the fuck you want to be doing as Liverpool. By the way, in Gekko's little uh, predict the goal scorer thing, mm-hmm. two for two. Nice. Well done. Thank you very much. I forgot to do uh, week two. So nice. Gotta go. So you're already behind? Already behind, yeah. Well I'm done. <laughs> Just I'm like, yep, yeah, completely forgot to do that. <laughs> I tried to find the rules where I could quit now and maintain my 100% record. <laughs> doesn't work that way yeah no it does not <laughs> does not at all um also interesting fact i mean it was i can't really say much about this game hey, burnley came out lively in the second half they had a few opportunities this allison is... did make one good save for mcneil <clears throat> yeah uh mcneil had a, a pretty decent effort but uh it was i mean straight at allison's chest you would expect yeah. him to do it right and i mean it's it, it this is not the game we judge burnley on Right, we judge Burnley yeah, on last I mean, week's you had, game. You had some you, hopes. You because... don't judge Burnley on this match. You're going to Anfield. You beat them there last year. That's that's the and anomaly. I think they got a draw the year before that yeah. as well. So they've had recent successes there. But yeah. the the thing about Burnley that I wanted to say real quick is they fielded a team for the first time in a very long while that I've seen. Uh, jersey numbers one through eleven. Wow, as it was meant to be, and all in the positions that they were designated. How about that? So the goalkeeper was number one. The right back was number two. Five and six were the center backs. Three was the right back. Or left back, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. Eleven was the left winger. Seven, the right winger. Four and eight were your central midfielders. And the two strikers were nine and ten. 
How about that? Fucking brilliant. That's the best thing Old we school. could if, best thing we could say about Burnley. If you were going to expect it, wouldn't you expect it from Sean Dyche? It is now time for safe money. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, sure money. God damn it. Uh, it's sure money. This is, of course, where Sam, myself, and our degenerate friend Pat make safe, surefire bets guaranteed to help you make money over this game weekend. How'd we all do? We all lost. Uh, so <laughs> we're all minus 100 bucks, including the fucking chicken. Yeah, the chicken lost, <laughs> Lost too. as well. Right, um, so, uh, do explain what we're about to do, Sam, yeah, for so new for, listeners. Again, for new listeners, uh, we have the Dort Spirect Cup of Losers. Uh, mm-hmm. This comes about because you and I frequently attend Preakness. Frequently. Lo- once a year. Because we like the ponies. Because often it happens. We love the ponies. And that day, uh, we chug a beer, first mm-hmm. drink. Immediately. Get a drink out of the way as fast as humanly possible. Yep. And then that cup becomes the cup of losers. So all of our losing tickets for that week go into the cup, and we feed the gambling gods. So they give us winners. So they give us winners. Exactly. Uh, so my cup of losers uh, says the safest four-way parlay ever. Damn it. But everyone's minus 100, so fuck it. <laughs> uh, mine says at least United fucked it off in my miss. There we go. Uh, so... Mr. Houston, what do you have, sir? All right. Well, let's see here. Uh, Man, you fucked me, and it didn't even matter that Sancho didn't score because they couldn't even get a win. So now I'm down a quick hundred. And uh, And already ditched his intro music, too. Yep. No, no. And I'm going to take a boring one. Big Sam's Lock of the Week. I'm a fucking professional, (laughs) Grammy. You know I'm always going to throw that in. I was trying to help. Annually. 29% 29% of the time, it works 100% of the time. <laughs> Not so far. But I know this is going to hit, and it's going to give me a quick, nice, easy one. I'm going to take Newcastle and Southampton to draw at plus 255. That's not terrible. Because they both suck, and neither one of them can win. <laughs> that's not a terrible bet. We said um, that last week, too, and we saw how that went. Well, that's true. That's, that is very, very true. That's how it goes. And uh, I think we have Pat on the line now. And now, it's time for our degenerate gambling friend, Pat's Pick of the Week. What's up, buddy? Hey, how's it going? How was vacation? Uh, Vacation was good. Eight rounds of golf, uh, five different states, uh, four different ball games. Uh, It was fun. And then uh, Lake House with the in-laws. That was kind of a bummer, but whatever. <laughs> Make sure we find them on Facebook and email them this episode. So, <laughs> so, so, so Pat always kind of, you know, plans out what he's going to say. He's ready to rock and roll. I don't think anybody informed Pat that the betting segment has now changed, and I don't lead it. You lead it. That's so right. I can tell this, like, why am I talking to Graham and not Houston in Pat's voice? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, I got that from last week. I was like, why is Graham reading my email? (laughs) (laughs) I've been told I'm a tyrant, so I need to uh, relax the reins a little. So now Mr. Graham handles our betting segment. Yeah, give me six weeks. I'll get kicked off for this, too, and Russ will be in here doing it. (laughs) 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 So... (laughs) <laughs> well, don't have so much hate in your heart, Sam. Yeah, right. Uh, so, obviously, we all got off to a bit of a stinker, Pat. Uh, what do you have for us this week, my friend? 
Yeah, which is unfortunate. I mean, first of all, like I didn't even think the Spurs would win against the Wolves. They they weren't supposed to. You know what I mean? And then it was one nothing pretty damn early. What ten minutes in the into the yep. the match? And uh, I was like, okay, well, I can sit back and relax. I mean, they're so. I mean, not that I was rooting for the Wolves to score another goal, but I was kind of rooting for the Wolves to score uh, another goal. Um, just to, to get my bets in. And yeah, for you know, they ended up winning. But uh, and I guess Kane came in and almost scored another one, so we put it away anyways. But mm-hmm. yeah, I thought that was a good bet. But uh, this one again, I'm 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 it's early in the season. I'm playing it just very simple. I'm gonna take Liverpool over Chelsea, a half a goal plus one forty, bet one forty. So hopefully next week I'll be up forty dollars, which I should be because you know, fuck Chelsea. So. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta rem- for those of you who don't know, uh, Pat has a long-standing hate relationship with Chelsea because every time he bets for them, they fuck it right off. Yeah, well, of course that they'll probably hit in the ninety plus three minute and tie the ball game and fuck this bet too. So that's <laughs> just the way it goes. But they it's, they shouldn't they shouldn't right <laughs> yeah. right uh, they shouldn't. Yeah, but all four okay. of mine were supposed to win last week, and they didn't either. So, well, I mean, what are you going to do? Why are you, why are you picking four games? I mean, we're because Pat, you know. this is the surefire way to make money here. Okay, <laughs> this is the this is the new bit. <laughs> yeah, how's your all summer been? No, I haven't even talked to you since uh, July third, and I don't really remember talking to you then. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, the third. Well, the third of July was pretty fantastic. Yeah, I don't remember epic. a lot from that night either. Uh, uh, it's been good, brother. That? It's been good. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> and I bring the show to a screeching halt. All right, uh, Mel, <laughs> Mel, Mel's not we, hanging up on you, which I expected her to do by now. Uh, okay, okay. So, so usually Sam would say something like "bye." <laughs> all right, see you, bitch. <laughs> uh, all right, so now it's time for the real money. Uh, I have another surefire four-way parlay. Very DU heavy Okay. in this four-way parlay. I've got City to beat Arsenal. Uh, I've got Villa to beat Brentford. I have Everton to beat Brighton. And I have West Ham to beat Palace. All obviously very big pieces of our parish here. Yes. Uh, that returned me plus 11.34. So should I win it, I'll be up $1,034. Is that going to be the bit? You're just going to do four-game yep. parlays the entire season? Until the last day of the season when I need to make it back, and I'm going to do a 10-game parlay. <laughs> yes, that's, oh. the, that's the bit. Overconfident, surefire, best way, safe bets, and then I do fucking dumb shit all year. That's the bit. Hard. Very Did good. Did you get it yet? Oh, I've gotten the For bit. For fuck's Very good. sake. You know, and, and the fact that you had to explain the bit um, tells me that, you know, maybe I do need to take this segment away from you. But I can tell you what, one thing that makes this segment always better, kitty the fucking chicken. Well, Kitty missed her first bet of the season and finds herself at 0-1, but her spirits were high. 
and she was in a great mood. So I decided to give her Sunday's match with Tottenham hosting Watford. Hmm. Now, Kitty quickly pulled out her iPhone and showed me a picture of her and Jason Sudeikis on the set of Ted Lasso. No shit. Now, I don't know if you know this or not, but Kitty is a part-time writer on the show. Of course she is. And since Jason is a big Spurs supporter, she is picking Tottenham to win and to start the season at 3-0. Very good. How about that? And there you go. And remember, uh, Kitty always says to drink... I'm sorry, to gamble and drink, I guess, legally and responsibly. You know, I think she's just trying to hurt me, that kit, that chicken, that kitten. Fuck off, that chicken. <laughs> mm-hmm. She's kitty. Uh, no. I, I would say um, she allegedly hangs out with a fox. The last thing she does is drink responsibly. Yeah, that's also fair. I've fallen, and I can't get up. Oh, no. Championship corner, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. This is where we check in on the teams that have left our fabled parish of the Premier League and fallen down to the lower reaches of the English Championship. (laughs) Uh, Except for two of those teams have not. Fulham won both midweek and at the weekend, uh, 2-1 and 2-0 respectively, to remain top of the table on goal difference, tied with West Brom, uh, who won at the weekend also, uh, (laughs) 2-1 over Blackburn, uh, and then beat recent Premier League uh, participants, uh, Sheffield United, 4-0 in the midweek. (laughs) So has the Blades even scored a goal yet? Uh, they, no, I don't think they have. <laughs> oh Jesus! I think their draw was nil nil. Now, now the other thing we have to take a look at is has Ryan Brewster even played? <laughs> right, yeah, no shit. Um, their their club record signing. Yeah, uh, Sheffield United lost to Huddersfield two one uh, as well at the weekend. So just tons of pressure. Uh, on them already in this mm-hmm. fledgling season with only three games having been played so far. And just some notables here in the table real quick. Fulham, West Brom, and uh, Stoke also, who are recent Premier League uh, I was, participants. I was going to bring that up. Um, we just can't have Stoke make it back, back up. I know. We cannot have a cold, rainy Tuesday in Stoke ever, again. ever be a thing again. I know. Uh, they're all tied at the top on 10 points. Obviously, goal differential separating them. Fulham's in first. West Brom in second. Big surprise. Stoke has scored the least amount of goals out of those three clubs. Because uh, it's a cold, rainy <laughs> Tuesday in Stoke. In uh, seventh is Bournemouth on eight points. Uh, obviously a recent uh, mm-hmm. member of the Premier League we we check in on from time to time. And then in 23rd... That's who uh, Parker's coaching by the now, by the yes. way. Yes. In, uh, in 23rd place is Sheffield United. Oh, uh, no. Having just gotten one oh, measly... <laughs> one measly point from their first three games. And I think you're right in saying that they have not scored a fucking goal yet. That's not good. Oh, uh, that's going to wrap it up, boys and girls. Sammy, any parting words? Actually, this week, I do not have any parting words uh, uh, for the show. What I do have is a message from Mark Zuckerberg. Go mm-hmm. fuck yourself. <laughs> Heard. Very good. Uh, that's that's excellent. And uh, I'm sure HR will have another conversation with you for that comment. T minus two hours till the mount. <laughs> Woo! All right. Free Sammy. <laughs> Hashtag free Sammy. No, no, you're not starting another hashtag movement. No. Another t-shirt? What? No, stop it. You ran out of memory on the computer by making t-shirts. I'm working on clearing it out for a whole uh, new crop of shirts. Um, Melissa, Melissa. 
Yes, sir. The first step is admitting don't that you have him, a sir. I you don't did, have a problem. And that you're, you that, bought all the shirts a problem, I made. And you're powerless over it. That's the first step. The, okay? the Every first shirt step I is made, admitting you the problem. Bought, yeah. So clearly you like what I was doing. And if you want to buy a shirt, you can go find us on our Facebook page, Instagram, Twitter, or website. The link is there because she doesn't know what the link is. Well, it's not a vanity link. So <laughs> it's just easy yeah, to it say. Just, come yeah, it's find true. It. I just. You know, gonna talk about it here at the end. Who what? fucking notes? Who or it'll be in the show notes of this episode. <laughs> Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, next up is injury time, where we discuss the beers we're drinking and preview the weekend's action. Sam, how does one find injury time? Uh, I was gonna make fun of him for not throwing it back to me for that. Uh, it's www.patreon.com backslash du football show. Uh, but you got to remember to sign up to either the five dollar tier or the nine dollar tier, or you will not get these uh, this extra content. So. Make sure you do that, and um, we'll see you there on D After Dark. Check all of our socials. Go to the Drip Shack to buy your newest, funnest fucking DU gear. Funnest. And uh, Sam, I'm a professional at the start. I'm a professional at the end. I know how to hit my marks. Till next week, everybody. Have a great day. Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland. Bred to be a fan of fucking Everton. Punch you in the eye. And drink your rye, Sam Houston. Sam Houston. Arsenal fans have another Sam. Right day, the fucking Gooner Graham. Smoke of a lord, but straight and short. Sam Graham. Sam Graham. Hit the fucking new button!